This is the All Pro Wrestling 100 Podcast for November 23rd, 2020. This podcast is all pro wrestling and only pro wrestling. I'm your host, JB. Tonight, Monday Night Raw review and recap. This is post-Survivor Series and the beginning of the rest of our lives without The Undertaker, so we might as well get to it. Our first segment... It's got the Survivor Series team that won for Monday Night Raw, all five guys who swept the SmackDown team, getting a chance to talk and debate for a shot at Drew McIntyre's title. This is a silly way to decide who the number one contender is, and another reason why the Adam Pearce character is terrible. Speaking of terrible, Keith Lee sucks on the microphone. Not a fan of that at all. I don't know whose idea it was to give him this strange character. I'm pretty sure what the character's supposed to be, and I'm not going to say it here on this uh, podcast because I don't want to offend anybody. AJ Styles spoke truth when he said that no one likes Drew's sword in his prop box. No one. Uh, I don't understand why Drew comes out and cosplays with the gifts that his thirsty boyfriend Seamus brings him. Looks like 1980s to me. Braun Strowman happens to agree with me that Adam Pearce is a joke, by the way, and that's why he headbutted him and said, Do you know what I do for this company? I dig me some Braun Strowman when he's being angry and headbutting general managers. I like that. Next up, we got the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin taking on the New Day for the Raw Tag Team titles. As I've said in the past, the Hurt Business are my favorite stable in the WWE right now. I was hoping they'd win. This match goes to a double countout, and MVP lobbies to get it restarted. It does get restarted. Total match time, 15 minutes. Woods wins by a sunset flip. This is a cool match, and I expect the Hurt Business to walk away with the tag titles before this feud ends. Next up, we've got a number one contender qualifier between Matt Riddle and Sheamus. Again. Yeah, we've done this before. And Matt Riddle wins again. Yeah, we've done that before. Very physical match. We had some big bumps and a lot of mat work. Uh, Riddle just about tore Sheamus's arm off with some mat work at one point, reminding us all that he is an MMA guy, and if he wants to tear your arm off, he can. Uh, Riddle wins the match. We have a Firefly Funhouse, where Bray and Alexa explain why friends suck, and we're introduced to Friendship Frog in his debut, before Alexa kills him. You know, I liked that frog, and I'm kind of tired of killing animals on the Firefly Funhouse. It's terrible. We should stop this. This is no good. Uh, They did give him a promo package, uh, kind of a a memorial, even though we've only seen him once. So that was nice that he got a memorial at least. It turns out Friendship Frog was 40 years old. Who knew? Who knew? He looked really young. Throughout the evening, we had set up a WWE Raw women's title match between Asuka and Lana, and about two minutes into that match, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler come down to stop the match. Now, Asuka poured some water on him, and you know that got him upset, so this turns into a tag match like everything in the WWE does. Meaningless tag matches. Lana saves Asuka from a beatdown, and Asuka ends up pinning Shayna Baszler with a roll-up. Later, we will see Lana take on Asuka at some point for the world title, and maybe Asuka and Lana win the tag belts. Who knows? Backstage, Matt Riddle wants to make pizza-flavored yogurt with MVP and Bobby Lashley, and although I don't like Riddle... And although I'm not crazy about comedy in my wrestling, this was really funny. And he almost made MVP break character with his, uh, response to, I'm not your bro. This was a very funny segment. I'm glad I didn't fast forward this time past what Riddle had to say. Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley in the second number one contender qualifier. I don't think this match should have happened, but it was fun to watch. These are two interesting body types, and we'd never seen them in the ring together before, and The first time Keith Lee fights everybody, it's going to be visually interesting. 
because he is a different type of pro wrestler. That doesn't mean that he's good on the mic. That doesn't mean he should be in a number one contender match. He's a novelty act. But okay, this was an interesting match. Uh, We saw it. It goes to a DQ. They'll have it again at some point in the future, and Keith Lee will probably get a clean victory over Bobby Lashley, even though he has done nothing yet to deserve that. The company likes Keith Lee, and Bobby is getting a push. The Hurt Business has a future, folks. Nikki Cross versus Alexa Bliss in the new Possessed Schoolgirl gimmick. Now, I really like this gimmick. Alexa Bliss, Possessed Schoolgirl. I don't know why we haven't had this before. This is brilliant. Alexa wins via the sympathy trick and the pen, because every possessed schoolgirl is able to elicit sympathy, apparently. Main event, we got Randy Orton versus AJ Styles in our third qualifier. The winner of this takes on Keith Lee and Riddle in a triple threat next week to decide who will finally get to face Drew McIntyre. It's very convoluted, and no one would be able to follow if we didn't do this every two months. AJ wins another great match. He wins via distraction from The Fiend. He hits a flying forearm and a pin. It seems we're going to have a Fiend versus Randy Orton feud coming up soon. So next week, we'll see Riddle versus Keith Lee versus AJ Styles in a triple threat for a title shot at whatever pay-per-view comes next. And before we move on, I wanted to go over something that I heard on one of the many podcasts for pro wrestling that I listen to each week. And I'm not going to name what podcast I'm actually talking about here. Because I don't have anything good to say about them, and I'm not here to bury anybody. I'm just here to speak the truth. So, this particular podcast spent 15 minutes talking about why The Miz is an implausible champion, and why even though he has money in the bank, it would be a mistake to have him get over on either Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre. And the explanation they gave is, well, this is obviously a big man era right now in the WWE, and it's just not plausible that The Miz could beat either champion. Well... I want to point out two things. Number one, the purpose of the money in the bank is to grab five guys or so that are not currently in a title contention. In other words, they have nothing to do at a pay-per-view. But they all plausibly could be a threat to the world title and put them in there with a chance to win a briefcase with a Fugazi contract inside that gives them a chance to run in in an opportune moment and become champion. Everything about the money in the bank, from the fact that you don't have to schedule the match to the fact that it's hanging above the ring, and it's all about making the implausible plausible. And the problem with some pro wrestling podcast, as we have went over in our special segment intro to all pro wrestling 100, what you'll find here versus what you find there. The problem with a lot of these podcasts is they're either run by former pro wrestlers that hate the current product or pro wrestling marks that can't distinguish between their deep desire to see a certain story be told and what actually works with pro wrestling. So these guys might love Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, and I think that's great for the WWE and a statement to how the Supermarks feel about the current product. The Miz needs to be world champion. The Miz has paid his dues. He actually draws money. He's done everything the company's asked him to do. He's not the only one. Dolph Ziggler deserves another title run. Dolph Ziggler is the hardest working guy this company has. Absolutely. He's the hardest working guy this company has, and he's laid down for everybody they've asked him to lay down for, from Ryback when they wanted to feed him more, to every other guy who came through on a big push because Vince was excited about him and ended up on their way out the door six months later. And Dolph continues to lay down and try to elevate and give the rub to every guy. And when Dolph's in the ring, they they always remind you, former world champion. But that whole former world champion thing hasn't meant much to Dolph Ziggler 
or to The Miz in the last 10 years. It's The Miz's turn. I don't care who he cashes in on, and I don't care how long his second world title reign lasts. If The Miz gets screwed out of the money in the bank, like he's Baron Corbin or something with that terrible haircut and the biker gimmick back in the day, I'm going to be unhappy. The Miz deserves the title. He won it fair and square in a court case against Otis because they knew Otis was a joke. And if they planned on wasting this year's money in the bank on a joke, they would have let Otis cash in against Roman Reigns, and he would have gotten his ass kicked. And that's not what they're going to do. Miz is a great heel. They're going to give the Miz a chance to be world champion. He's going to do a lot of running away, losing by DQ, losing by countout to retain the belt. And, you know, he's a transitional champion. But the Miz deserves a second world title reign. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to bury what podcast it was that decided to talk all this trash on one of my favorite wrestlers. But it just goes to show that you really can't talk logic to a supermark. Thank you for tuning in tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be bringing you an Impact Wrestling plus Ring of Honor plus Reality of Wrestling independent show recap tomorrow. And then on Thanksgiving, that's right, on Thanksgiving Day, we're going to bring you a Dynamite, AEW Dynamite recap. And we may even drop a special segment for those of you that just can't stand listening to your Uncle Charlie tell you any more stories. We may bring you a special second Thanksgiving episode because this pro wrestling podcast is going to bring you what you need even on holidays. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe where you listen.